Everybody says they've experienced racism or bigotry. Maybe you've seen it or been in, a, in an environment where you didn't feel comfortable, mm -hmm. but to actually feel it and have it directed at you, it catches you off guard. And sometimes you don't even realize it happened until you leave the situation and you're like, wait a minute, what just happened to me? You're listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now. Hey, Black and Blue fam, welcome to the latest edition of the Black and Blue Podcast, where we celebrate diversity in U.S. law enforcement. My name is Dale. I'm the host. Thank you for joining the show. And uh, as you well know, I usually do this in the studio, but this is a street life edition of the Black and Blue Podcast, meaning I am out on the streets, away from the studio in California, and I'm coming to you live from the state of Massachusetts, uh, Harvard University, in fact, to be specific. So, uh, but before we get into that, and my guest today, I want to ask you guys, please make sure you click that like, subscribe, and bell icon right down here on my YouTube channel. Really helps me out a lot on those algorithms, those YouTube al algorithms. And uh, if you listen to me on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you rate the Black and Blue Podcast five stars. And uh, be sure you check me out on any one of my social media pages for even more content. You can find me everywhere at Black and Blue US. All right, so like I said uh, earlier, I am now in the state of Massachusetts, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as a matter of fact, Harvard, Harvard University, one of the highest of the high uh, learning institutions here in our United States, uh, one of the Ivy Leagues, and I'm here with the chief of police of their police department, so everybody please, without further ado, help me welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast, Chief Victor Clay. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. Yeah. How you doing? It's good. It's yeah. good. And I just want to correct you on one thing. We are the number one university. <laughs> the number one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure States. Yale and Columbia and all them would, would beg to differ. Yeah. But yeah, most people yeah. think Harvard when they think Ivy League, right? We go at it, though. The Chiefs at uh, Princeton and Yale, the rivalry is real. The rivalry so, is real. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I bet. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that. So, um, Harvard, well, how'd, you, how'd you get out here to Harvard? I mean, this is, this is the spot. We're out here in, in, in Boston. And Are you originally from Boston? Or? No, I'm L.A., born and bred. Born and bred in L.A., yep. huh? Wow. How long you been out here? Uh, just over a year, 14 months. Okay, all right. 14. So, how's that transition for you? It's been a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a thing. Uh -huh. Um Coming from California, people think I have an accent. Right. I'm out here trying to understand what they're saying. They're yeah, trying yeah. to figure out why I talk so slow. Um, just, it's interesting. The winter was something to deal with. Oh, yeah. How was that weather? It was. Did it, did it snow a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To me, it did. I mean, uh -huh. people here are saying 2015 was the keynote year, but it was snow blowing sideways. You wake right. up one day, car's covered. Oh yeah, oh and, uh, yeah. Did you have to shovel and do all no, that? No, 
Didn't no. you have to shovel, huh? No, I live okay. in uh, Harvard Housing, so they have a service, thank God. Oh, nice, nice. I helped a lady out, elderly lady down the street, help her shovel one day, and it was a workout. And I was like, Yeah, no, right? Why did I? Why did I start? <laughs> doing this yeah and so. have you driven driven in it oh yeah what, yeah, what's yeah. that like um kind of like our you know in california the first rain when it's a right. little slippery mm -hmm. it's like that okay yeah. okay but they're used to it out here and then you oh, were, yeah, were kind of like old old guy old lady behind the wheel you yes know, driving, i'm they, the one that's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh did you bring family with you Wife and daughter, youngest daughter, who's got a job here at Harvard as well. Okay. So she's doing very well. Um, it's a transition. It's something I always wanted to do, live on the East Coast or somewhere different. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm doing it. So You're doing it. We'll, right. see. we'll see. How's their transition? Do they, do they like being out here in Boston? Daughter's good. She can make friends in 10 seconds, right? Okay. And she travels. She goes all over the place. My wife? <laughs> <laughs> Different she, story. She, she longing for yeah. getting back to Cali. Yeah, and I feel for her. You know, I let her. I don't let her. She goes back as often as she wants to. Mm -hmm. um, finances permitting. Right. But um, I spoiled her, though. I got to be honest with you. I, when we came out here, it was first class flight. Uh-oh. And she was like, I'm never flying any other way. <laughs> so <laughs> the air travel bill is doubled. All right. All so, right. Well, well. Uh, hope sooner rather than later that she gets acclimated to this because you know it's nice out here on the East yeah. Coast. You know, I, I like you know me and the family we're out here right now, uh, doing our jump up and down the coast, checking that we went to Washington, we went to uh, New York, so now we're up here in Boston. So you nice. know, I, I, we like it up here, but we haven't been in the snow. So yeah, well, yeah, I'll yeah. send you. There's some. that part. I'll, I'll There's that part. <laughs> so, so what what brought you out to Harvard? I was on the sheriff's department. Which department? L.A. L.A. LA Sheriff. Okay. Uh -huh. um, for 28 years, retired from there. Kind of messed around a little bit in the private sector. Then I got hired at Occidental College as their chief of security, or campus safety, they called it. Uh -huh. Worked there for three years. South there in Eagle Rock, right? Eagle Rock, yeah. yeah. Um, worked there for three years. Caltech in Pasadena put out a position for a chief of campus security. Mm-hmm paid a little bit more, came with a nice house, like a mini mansion. Really? So I applied for that. In Pasadena? In Pasadena. Ooh, nice. Literally I, I, on I the border. I love Pasadena. Border of San Marino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. We used to live there years ago, right there at, uh, on California and Oak right there, right on the border. I was right down right, the street. Right next to, yeah, yeah. Right, right next to Caltech. So you know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, that's really nice over there. So could I actually you, walk down the street and feel yep. safe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you gave all that up for. I mean, that's a higher education, edu uh, higher institution of learning, right there too. I mean, they, you know, yeah, the geological survey and all that's over there, right? Yeah, um, right. The Seismic Institute is yep. there, but they're the MIT of the West Coast, right. so it's the same kind of vibe. But um, this job came up on a listserv, mm. and I said Harvard, interesting. So I called the recruiter. And I said, are they serious or do they have an incumbent? And she goes, no, they're looking for somebody from the outside to come and kind of change the department. So I thought, I don't know, maybe it's in my own brain. I said, I wouldn't have read this if it wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot. I'm not going to tell myself no. I'll let them tell me no. Right. Started going through the process. And I said my entire goal was to be very honest with them about how I feel about law enforcement, you know, the community connection. 
And I just spoke to them like I'm talking to you. And they kept calling me back. Okay. And so they made that offer in April of last year. The rest is history. I'm here. Now, the department, since this is a private institution, right? Yep. Now, how does that work as it being a police department as opposed to a public safety department? Or is there a difference? Yeah, so there is. They have a special SSPO, special state police officer powers. Okay. So we have to go through Mass State Police and the newly formed Mass Post that all West Coasters are familiar with, California mm -hmm. Post. Um, we go through a series of testing and the whole shot, background investigation, the whole thing, and then they approve us and we get powers. Okay. But only in the city where you work and the connecting cities. Okay. That's kind of like um, USC. Exactly. Kind of exactly like USC. Same thing. All right. Yeah, because yeah. they got to go through the academy and all that over there at USC too. Yeah. All right. All right. And and how big is the department here? I got a hundred total and sixty sworn. Wow, sixty so, sworn. Yeah. That's like a small department. I mean, a real municipal department. Yeah. Sixty yeah. sworn. We uh, I would you familiar with the LA Sheriff's Department? Yeah. It's about the size of like Marina Station. Okay. West Hollywood Station mm -hmm. on that order. Wow. So, wow. And you full service or? What? Oh yeah, okay. everything. Except we don't have a helicopter, but no, well. I'm working on it. <laughs> You're working on it. <laughs> How big is the campus as far as population and all that? It's, uh, wow. I mean, it's a big campus. One yeah. of your sergeants was showing us how far back it goes. It's a pretty large campus, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know if the view picks it up, but we go into Boston. Mm -hmm. The medical school is actually an area called Longwood, and it's about four miles away. And you have Cambridge proper, and you got a little bit in Alston on the other side of the Charles River. So it's big. It's spread out. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Congratulations on getting out here. Thank you. Yeah, thank that's, you. that's it. So um, what kind of duties is a typical day for a, you know a campus officer here i wouldn't i mean it's not unlike any other school in any other state mm -hmm. it's bike thefts are out of control um students are back this week so we saw a spike in uh alcohol use and yep. drunk right. students you know yep. um we got a we got a we call it houseless out here i don't know what they say elsewhere but we got a houseless population Okay. That yeah. impacts the Unhoused, campus. Yes, yeah. homeless, transient. Yeah. Um, sexual assaults, unfortunately, do exist, mm -hmm. and a lot of mental health concerns. A lot. So. With, with the student population or employees or. Both student and the um, visitors of the campus. Okay. And like last night, up till three a.m. because we had a. Uh, one of what we call frequent flyers. I'm sure mm -hmm. you had them in yep. your department. Mm -hmm. um, she was finally successful in her attempt in the river last night. So wow. it was sad, but unfortunate. Yeah. You know, the system, I'm not gonna get political, but the system's over saturated. Yeah. So it's just a revolving door and she's unfortunately one of the casualties. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something we didn't, we didn't deal with years ago as much. Right. You know, I, I don't know what the boom was, caused that boom in the mental health crisis, uh, maybe funding to some of these facilities and these programs, yeah. you know, went by the wayside and then now we're, we're reaping the, I wouldn't say the reaping the rewards, but you know, we're feeling it. Oh yeah. Feeling the heat from that. And that's across the country from, you know, from California all the way over to here to the East Coast. Yeah. It's sad, it's sad. My wife works in that field and you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's terrible. All those, all those people that we got to deal with on, you know, yeah. in the homeless crisis. I, I don't know what that is, the, the, the prices and housing, um, I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah. you know, we've seen a sharp increase in that too. 
I think it's layered. I think it's substance abuse, mental health, um, economics. Yeah. People just can't, you know, maintain housing like they, yeah. I guess, used to. But uh, my hat's off to your wife, man, if she's in that field, because mm -hmm. that, that's the people we should be saying thank yeah. you for your service, yeah. right? <laughs> so, for real, for real. Those are teachers. Yeah, yeah, and, and teachers, for yeah. real, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, back in the day, officers used to be able to just take someone up, not even 5150, you know. We, right. used, to, we used to house people, whether it's in jail or mental facility, um, without a problem. And then now I guess the ACLU and a bunch of other organizations got involved and facilities were closed and then yep. now, now we're seeing that. And yep. it's not just California, it's out here too. Bad out here. Yeah. yeah. So so what, what was your career out in California like? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, yeah. I went from, you know, Sheriff's Department, you have to work to jail. So I worked at County Jail mm -hmm. for three years. Then I went to Lenox Station, um, was there for a few years. Jumped on a gang task force for like no, a no, year. Now, where's, where's Lenox Station for our viewers? And, and Lenox is just east of LAX, Okay. that area. From like LAX, Aviation Boulevard, if you're from Los Angeles, mm -hmm. all the way to Vermont Avenue. Okay. And then from Redondo Beach to Manchester. Look at me remembering my area. Yeah, see? It's pretty good. <laughs> um, so it was fun. It was, And it was during that time where it was busy a lot of activity it was hopping yeah yeah yep. um, and then from Linux you went to SWAT team went to oh, SCB okay and uh that was like that's the highlight of my career right there um promoted after that to sergeant went back into patrol and during as a star I was a sergeant for 10 years and I worked a bunch of units I don't think I stayed anywhere for more than a year mm -hmm. and a half so I worked a couple of patrol stations internal affairs narcotics gangs try to do it on risk management risk management yeah yep. and there's a lot of that going oh yeah around nowadays liability yep that's that's the key phrase in, in any leadership position you know liability right and i tell you that actually helps me like in this process getting this job mm -hmm. being able to say yeah i don't just talk about it i actually did it for a year got exposed in los angeles high you know volume stuff and a lot of guys couldn't say that yeah. from what I heard through right. the interview process. So I'm kind of fortunate that I took that route. All right. And then you did 20, how many? 28. 28 years. Yeah. Wow. You were a lifer. Nah, I retired early. <laughs> I was only 49 when I retired. Wow. You didn't go to 50, huh? No. Wow. I had to get out. So did you start at 21 or? On my 21st birthday. On your 21st birthday. Yep. Wow. Yep. And what brought you to law enforcement? Had you always wanted to be in law enforcement? What, <laughs> what's that story like for you, Chief? So if you could draw the picture of a knucklehead 19-year-old who was in the street racing mm. and chasing girls in L.A. and Westwood and all that, <laughs> that's who this guy was. Yeah. Had a little crew of friends. We were street racers and just... Really? Cruising up and down Crenshaw on the weekends okay. on Sundays. What, what kind of car did you roll back then? I was in the Volkswagen crew. Okay. Bugs? So, bugs, yep. Yeah. California Bugs. Mm -hmm. And a uh, couple of my friends left for a few months. We didn't know what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And they came back like six months later in shape, clean cut, new car. And we're like, where you been? Mm -hmm. And he was a uh, Highway Patrol Academy. I'm a Highway Patrol officer. And I was like, <laughs> no, like, <not>. what? <laughs> you? No, they're not street racing anymore. Right. Becoming... <laughs> so yeah. something clicked in that moment. And I said, 
I'm 19, about to be 20. He's a couple of years older than me, and he looks like a grown man with a future. Mm. I have no idea what I want to do. I was going to West LA College and not really liking it. Right. So that was in 83-ish. The 84 Olympics were coming to LA. So the Sheriff's Department did this big hiring push, and I applied. Well, I didn't get hired until after the Olympics, but I got put in that pool Mm -hmm. and jumped on board and never looked back. Uh, Never looked back, huh? Yeah. What was the reception like from the family? I have an uncle that was LAPD. Okay. So he was like, don't do it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right. So it turned the family. They're like, are you sure you want to do this? Or is this something? Because, you know, back then it was a little different. Yeah. I mean, the 80s. Wow. I mean, that's the height of the crack crack epidemic. And it's dangerous and all that. But my uncle said it from a different perspective. Like, do you want to get in it knowing what's going to happen inside the department, how you'll be treated? Yeah. And so I thought about it, but I went to St. Bernard's High School and played Doray. Our school was mixed. I'm like, I got friends of all right. backgrounds. I can hang, right? I get in the sheriff's department and it was an eye-opening experience. Wow, rude awakening. Yes, yes. How, how's that? Just seeing this not even a faint line, but this clear dividing line of us versus them. Something I never experienced, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was talking to a guy about this the other day. Everybody says they've experienced racism or bigotry. Maybe you've seen it or been in, a, in an environment where you didn't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. but to actually feel it and have it directed at you, it catches you off guard. And sometimes you don't even realize it happened until you leave the situation and you're like, wait a minute, what just happened to me? Really? And these are your coworkers? Huh? Coworkers, yes. Wow, wow. Not all of them. I want to make that perfectly yeah, clear. Sure. I got some, some of my best homeboys are not, don't look anything like me. Mm-hmm. But there's a few that I can remember seeing their face right now today from 30 years ago. And I'm like, that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. So. And people would be surprised to hear not necessarily from the sheriff's department, from law enforcement, but in L.A. that you would see that. You would think more out here in Boston, because those are the stories that we hear mm-hmm. on the West Coast, that Boston isn't you know, too racially friendly and right. all that sort of stuff. Right. What's your experience been out here? I mean, I mean, you're in a different position, yeah. for sure. But I'd say this about L.A. If there's any level of bigotry or racism, you really don't see it in your face, because everybody smiles and it's polite, yeah. so to sp- generally speaking. Yeah. Out here, and I hope I'm using the phrase right, it's very openly racialized. Like they'll say, oh yeah, he's a Dominican kid from, you know, Somerville. Or he's an Irish kid from the North End. Or, you know, I mean, Italian kid from the North End, Irish kid from the South End. And so they put that racial or ethnic tag on everything they say. Mm. And I'm not talking everyone, I'm talking on casual conversation. Right. But... The neighborhoods are really segregated. I don't want to say segregated, but you can tell. Okay. You can tell when you enter a uh, Cape Verdean community or Dominican community. Uh, you go into the north end; they actually have the colors of the Italian flag on the street. Okay. So a lot of pride in your culture. Yeah, I mean that's cool, right? Yeah. Um, I you know we don't see that in L.A. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah. So I mean, we we see a lot of Mexican flags out there, and we see you know now you see a lot of blue line flags and mm-hmm. people 
to take those things down because <laughs> you know th th those those people that fly those also get targeted when they're not home I mean, yes just, you know for yes. you guys out there being safe officers you know just make sure that you know don't fly those in in military uh, that's another one people flying those military flags they know they got guns at their house right yeah right. so just just a public safety announcement, public <laughs> service announcement. Yeah. Don't don't fly those flags. Just be safe. You know, yeah. especially you got family and you got guns in the house. Yeah. I said I had a conversation about that blue line flag and it wasn't very popular here. Mm -hmm. And I really yeah, I they're popular here, but what I said wasn't popular. Oh, okay. Because I explained to them how that flag was hijacked. The intent behind it was hijacked over the last four or five years. Right. Well, some would say during the last presidencies that uh, were going. Yeah. That? Okay. Flat yeah. out, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you see that flag climbing up the steps of the Capitol building, I don't want no parts of that anymore. No. And no. it pisses me off that they took something that belonged to us, all law enforcement, and used it in that way. So, right. Um, we took them off our cars, uniforms. It's just something we don't do because it wow. sends a different message. It does now. It does. It has a different connotation now. Yep. I mean, you saw people going up the steps and hurting law enforcement. Beating them with the flag. January 6th with that flag. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law, she, uh, I love her to death. She said, I get a funny feeling seeing the American flag now. Really? And I was like, that's a shame, man. That is just a shame that it's become like this. Yeah. But well, we, I mean, we got some work to do. Yeah. Yeah. We're not done in this country, but still, it's, it's the best country on the planet. I will say that, but we still got work to do. Well, we're not sure. perfect. Yeah. And we know that. Yeah. And we know that. So you said you got family, any of them, uh, and the kids involved in law enforcement or want to get My kids? like that? Yeah. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hippie. Not just no, but yeah, yeah. I got a diva and a hippie. I don't, they have nothing to do with <laughs> law enforcement. Um, no, my dad was a bus driver, truck driver, bus driver. My mom worked for the county as a, in the assessor's office. Mm -hmm. And then she actually worked for the sheriff's department in payroll. Okay. But yeah, no, other than that one uncle I talked about, nobody. Right. So yeah, well, my sister though, she came in after me. Okay, at the, at the Sheriff's Department yep. or somewhere else. Yeah, so shout out to Yolanda if you're watching. There you go. She yeah. hates my guts. Family. Is, she <laughs> yeah. is she still out there? She's still working or is she No, she to? retired too. Yeah, yeah. Th that's, I'm trying to get to where you are. But she's still working though. Oh, yeah, I can't stop. You, you got to stay busy. I can't, yeah, there's no busy. way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, when I retire in a couple years, that's my plan. I, I don't want to maybe necessarily you know, go like you in, in another law enforcement right. type job, maybe do this full-time i think you'd be very yeah. successful thank you i you appreciate do, so. that I, yeah, some, something along that line but right. once i pull it i'm i'm, I'm done chief. yeah i'm, yeah. I'm done I mean, it's, it's been a long road what department i work for redlands right now redlands okay. PD. yeah and, uh, eight years prior to that elsewhere so it's, it's you know 28 years you know yeah <laughs> you start to feel it in the yeah, knees and elbows yeah i was talking to a couple of your officers before uh, the interview here, and we we're talking about the retirement system out here, how, how long they have to last out here in, uh, at Harvard. And uh, we were talking about, wow, when you're in the 60s and doing yeah. that job, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, even in the leadership positions, I mean, that's it's still, it's still stressful. One of my sergeants is 76 years old. Wow. Still doing it. Well, that's a good thing, though. I oh, mean, yeah. Keep him. He is. Keep him. Is he spry? And he puts some of these young cats to shame, man. Really? Oh, my God. See, and, like, yeah. he, it's funny, too, because, you know, you, you want to be respectful to your elders, right? I'll see him <laughs> carrying something. I'm like, hey, let me grab that for you. He's like, 
I got this. Like with attitude, <laughs> like, get away from me. <laughs> you got that, huh? yeah, Wow. So. Yeah, see, if we could all do that. I got, I got some family that uh, in D.C., and the, my uncle was going to be 90, and he's still driving. And his wife is like 88 in her 80s, and they're, they're still walking. And yeah. Yeah, they took us out to dinner when we were down there. I mean, they, they're still at it. Yeah. So I wanna, I'm lazy. I'm going to get one of those little scooter things, man. No, nah, don't, don't do it cheap. Don't do it cheap. Don't do it cheap. But you look good, though. It'd have some rims on it. But yeah, anyway. you, look, you look good, though. Man, let me tell you, I am fighting the midsection. I try to hit the gym yeah. four yeah. or five times a week, but... You got to get me some fried catfish every once in a while. Dude. <laughs> it's all out now, the window. Now, I noticed in New York, it's a lot of walking. Is there a lot of walking out here in, in Boston? Uh, or? Biking more than We got walking and biking mm -hmm. out here. Yeah, they run the road, too, let me tell you. Do they? Do not. It's the opposite. Uh, okay. Like California's a car country. Yep. This is bike country. This is bike here. country. Yes. Huh? And I mean pedal bike, too, not motorcycle. Right. Okay. So. All right. What's, uh, what's there to do out here in, in Massachusetts area? In, for in me, I'm still on a, you know, like a tourist kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. So I go to everything like um, the route Paul Revere took, right? Or um, go see Bunker Hill, go see where they signed something or, you know, Samuel Adams Museum, things like that. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of that stuff, going to historic spots. Yeah. yeah. But this is I mean, there's a lot of history here. Oh, in yeah. Boston. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Are you a sports fan? Oh, yeah. So. No. <laughs> no. No. No to none of them. None of them. Not the Patriots? No. Nope. Not the Celtics? No. No. <laughs> no. I'll be Lakers and Clippers for life, depending on who's doing better. You uh, did not just say Clippers. I did say Clippers. Oh I used to like... Cut, uh, cut the interview right <laughs> I used to like uh, DeAndre Jordan and uh, Blake Griffin when they were playing. They were good. Yeah. CP3 yeah. was yep. good. Oh, yeah, Lob um, City was, was a thing. They, they never made it past the first round. Exactly. But. So, but uh, like, love the Lakers since, you know, mm. Will Chamberlain what, days. So. What about the Sox? No. No? No. You Dodger? Nah, I kind of go. My dad's from St. Louis. I've been a Cardinals fan since I was a kid. Okay. But I'm not, I'm a baseball fan, but I don't follow it like that. Right. So. Yeah, that's kind of like me, you know, yeah. when the playoffs roll around, but, you know, but there's nothing else to watch in the summer. So sometimes you just got to go to a baseball game if you want to see look, some sports. I'm going to tell all my West Coast folks, if I can look directly into the camera, go to a hockey game. Yes, we went to a hockey game for the first time a few years ago. TV doesn't do it justice. No, it yes. doesn't. It is the most energetic, crazy, wild fan, especially out here. Yeah, fan oh, yeah. crazy they, they thing they I've ever been to. Hockey series out here oh, in Boston. God, the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 good. It's a good sport. <laughs> Have you been to a Bruins? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Into yeah. Bruins. I tell you, who's good though? Harvard. Mm -hmm. Their women's hockey team. Really? Uh, I'm not messing with those ladies, <laughs> at all. Seriously, they will yeah, put they, a team. Yeah, they went. Uh, I think I saw them on ESPN or something like that. They were in the. Yeah. Yeah. They do not hesitate to check somebody. Yeah. It was good. All right. What, what's the Harvard like? Harvard life been out here like for you? A lot of dignitaries, a lot of... Yeah. yeah. A lot. So, and a lot of controversial speakers. You know, there's this, I guess this, I don't want to say attitude, but this perception that colleges are all liberal. So it's all left-leaning folks talking mm -hmm. here. No. No. Everybody shows up. And they have civil discourse they honestly do yeah um 
I mean, we had the Supreme Court justices here. Uh, not all of them, but I had Katanji Right Brown. around the Roe v. Wade decision? Or? So, you know, wow. we had to amp up our security for them. Um, a lot of politicians come through. Um, I think Kamala's came out here since I've been here. But heads of state have been out here. Mm -hmm. Merrick Garland was here during commencement. Wow. So, you know, and it's... A, a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what's you guys' role when that happens? We actually have a dig dignitary protection unit. Okay. So we have uh, eight folks, three primaries that do the intel and the advance work, mm -hmm. and then another team that go with the client. Yeah, it's wow. pretty good. Wow. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And what's the relationship? We, is it Cambridge PD out here? Cambridge PD is good. Mm -hmm. Our relationship's great. They're Commissioner Christine Elo. Mm -hmm. Somebody you should probably talk to. Okay. Okay. Um, she's super cool and. Uh, She's a good partner. I like her. And their department's cool, too. So yeah. we got a Cambridge guy here, a former Cambridge guy here. So mm -hmm. he, he's a liaison between the two, keeps us, keeps us whole. Okay. Now let me ask you about your department in particular. Is it, do you find it's more retired guys from other agencies or anybody that start from the ground up from yeah, here? Yeah, most of them. Wow. Yeah, and they're long-term folks, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I think you were talking to the watch commander outside. Mm -hmm been here 30 years went through the academy his father worked here so there's a lot of legacy folks but um you know that comes with its issues as well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so not gonna lie to you um and then the whole culture shift me bringing my expectations and standards of the job out here mm -hmm. is kind of like a culture shock it is a culture shock to them and uh how, how so so on your department, I'm sure a lot of the viewers' departments, simple stuff, right? And this is like nothing earth shatter. You do an activity log. Mm -hmm. Like you track how many minutes you work in a day and turn that in at the end of your shift. That didn't happen out here. So you could literally work an eight-hour shift and do nothing and nobody knows what you were doing. Wow. So okay. I said, no, we got to justify our existence. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What are you trying to do to us? So... Yeah. Um, our policy manual was out of date, 19 years out of date. So we got a new policy system. Yeah, lots changed in yep. 19 years, which you should and shouldn't be doing nowadays, yeah. Exactly. So, um, and what I've done that has been kind of difficult but also rewarding at the same time is challenge those norms. Okay. So this is an East Coast thing too, or maybe just, I don't know. It's an East Coast thing to me. The loudest voice in the room typically is right. Mm -hmm. Here, when we're at, well, they call it roll call and not briefing out here. In roll call, the loudest voice is right. And I challenge them. I'm like, volume doesn't make you right. So let's talk this through. Mm -hmm. And so now there's just like a little bit of a conflict with like. Now, do, you, do you allow discourse between oh, yeah. the people under you? And Oh, yeah. We'll come in this room right here and have a no rank conversation. Okay. I said, but at the end of the day, there will be respect and people sure. will listen. And uh, some of them, you can tell, aren't used to hearing that from somebody like me telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. But as I say at my house, it's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Right? So along those lines, what's, what's the makeup of your department as far as males, females, uh, different uh, races, ethnicities, all that? 
like most, primarily white male. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a contingent of women on the department that I'm proud of. I've got nine women. And if you figure out of 100 people, yeah. trying to increase those numbers. Um, and they're in all, my, one of my captains, female, um, lieutenant, several officers, detectives. Some leadership positions, yeah. all right. Trying to awesome. move them up. Uh, black and brown representation is not where I want it to be. You need to increase that. Um, I think it's a national thing, though. It's hard to find it a is. candidate. It is, yeah. Especially so, nowadays, since 2020, it's been, you know, it's been even worse, you know, trying to get people into this profession. Yep. Um, but Harvard's got, you know, something that I'm sure that a lot of municipalities don't have, you know, a benefits package, you know, Harvard is, is, is that uh, part of the benefits package that maybe, you know, you can attend school here. That right there is a pay increase. Yeah. If you take advantage of that, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm taking classes right now and with pocket change. Right. Because yeah. of the benefit. So yep. it's a good deal. Yeah, it is. So, so if anybody wants to move, I'm recruiting silently on this on this interview. That's if, saying, anybody wants, if anybody wants, send me a message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what, what are your recruitment efforts like? Do you actually go out to job fairs? And, no, because we want to, it's kind of a tight-knit community, law enforcement community out here. Mm -hmm. And so there's some history with some departments. So they don't want okay. seriously some, uh, you ever see a move, that uh, documentary, Waiting for Superman? I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. They talked about passing the lemons. One bad person from an organization yeah. gets shipped out to another one. The next thing you know, they're back in your own organization mm -hmm. under a different, you know. Um, yeah, we try, to, we try to come right out of the academy. And there's a couple of academies here that you can, you know, snatch some self, yeah. uh, what do they call it? Uh, Self-sponsored. Oh, Self-sponsored okay. candidates. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you want to have that opportunity to instill your culture into them instead of them bringing their old culture over yep. to your department, and yep. you got to kind of break that. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, you coming out here as a new chief, instilling that new culture. How, how's that push pull been for you? It's interesting. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't know if you see on the wall behind you. We they if they promoted somebody or a new person came in. They do a full ceremony, cake cutting, all that. When I got yeah. here, my stuff was on my table, and they said, there's your office. So I was like, okay, it's that. That's what we got going yeah. here. So Now, had they been hiring from within, chiefs? Were you the first outsider? I'm the first. No, the uh, chief has always been an outsider. Okay. Like, the last chief was here for 20-something years. He was from Mass State Police. Okay. Um but they're all been local area people. Mm. So, so you a West Coasty. <laughs> I came in and completely upset this yeah. mix. Um, yeah, so it's the reception. It's, I told them my first year I'll prove myself. Mm. Second year, now you gotta prove yourself to me. And so yeah. it's a and, little and, bit. And still having fun at it though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well congratulations, so. I'm, I'm glad. And you'll keep up those recruitment efforts and all that. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll you'll get the people that you need. And 
if, if, if I was, you know, still wanting to be in law enforcement after I punch it. We'd have I'd to see through the PT test, sir. I don't know well, if we can yeah, just take it because well, I like you. <laughs> I think I could get over the wall. That's right. about it. You know, run that mile an hour. I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. And that, that's what we were talking to a couple of your officers. You know, that's why they make you know, radios and cars. Oh, you know, my God. For people so, our age, yeah. We did a, they've got mass state police qualification standards mm -hmm. at the range where you just kind of stand there and shoot at a paper target. Uh -huh. So I brought out a very lightweight move shooting and moving thing. I saw everything from the Charlie's Angels no. to the somebody thinking they were on SEAL Team 6. And I was like, wow. we need to... <laughs> Standardized. Yes. So yeah. that's what we're doing right now. Okay. Yeah. So you, you handle your own training here at the department? You guys do? Some of it. Like, we have a real nice shooting range. Indoor. So it's great. Um, we got some subject matter experts who are good in what they do. But we go outside a lot because mm -hmm. I think that's been a problem. Keeping it in-house. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, you need the experts that, that you know, that do it yeah, on the daily. Yeah. And then maybe once they train up your people, you can take it over from there. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, the recipe, I, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so. the recipe. I mean, it sounds like you, you got things in order and you, you'll be changing things, you know, shortly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give it another year and a half. And if I don't see the pendulum swinging enough, then I got to start looking at me. Am I the right person for this? So yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, I, I think you're doing a great job, Chief. I appreciate, I appreciate you. It. Appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Well, you're not done. You know, uh -oh. you know how this show goes. I got a little trivia game here for you. So let me start this up. Black or blue? 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 Come on. We're back, and we're gonna play this little game here. I'm gonna, it's a Harvard or not Harvard game. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you some celebrities and you just tell me, did they go to Harvard or not? It's, okay, so, um, should be easy for you. I'm sure you've been in your year and a half, you figured out. Yeah, we'll see. Who, who's been here or not. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, so your first one here, we'll show you uh, Barack Obama. Did he go to Harvard? Okay. He did, yes, he, he did go to Harvard Law School. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what the other, I think it was Princeton, get his undergrad Columbia. at. Columbia, there it was. All right. How about uh, Jodie Foster, Harvard or not? I'll say not. That's correct. She did not go to Harvard. She went to, she went to Yale. All right. Sense. All right. All right. Two for two. How about uh, Tatiana Ali from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I'll say no. Ah, oh, that would be oh, yeah, she, she did. She did come here to Harvard. Okay. Yeah, she did. She did. How about uh, Courtney B. Vance? Wow. Brown University. No, I don't know. I, no. <laughs> no. He, he, did. he did. Are you he serious? Did. He did go to Harvard. Yes, he did. He did. All right, well, we'll get Where's you back. Where's the street actors we'll, come from? Where we'll get you back on track. Yeah. Here. How about his wife, Angela? Angela Bassett, did she go to Harvard? I would assume so. Oh, <laughs> should have flipped that. She did not. She, <laughs> she went to Yale. Oh, my She went to God. Yale. What kind of power couple is that, man? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. Wow. Ivy League right there, yeah. Harvard and Yale. How about uh, Alicia Keys? Just met her. Yes, she did go here. All right. Good on that. How about Matt Damon? No. 
Boston legend. I yes, know, but did. I didn't think he would go here. Yeah, he, he did. He, he did? did. Really? He did, yeah. At least, at least that's what Google said. Okay. <laughs> you know what, the, though? I got to tell you, I don't mean to suck it, but they can go to the extension school and get, that, uh, that's what it yeah, is. That's so probably, that's okay. probably, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe they did, yeah. Right. Maybe maybe he did. That was, that was the whole thing of that first movie was uh, Harvard. Um, yeah, Good Will Hunting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. if he didn't go there in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Great. Right? How about uh, Natalie Portman? She's in that new Thor movie. She that looks like guns. that looks like Princeton Yale to me. I don't know. Oh, she did. Oh, Maybe in the extension. I'll give you a hint on your next one, uh, Brooke Shields. Why, everybody you, else needs to you go just, here, just, so why not? Well, well you, just, you just said Princeton. Right. Princeton. She, she, she will, yes. We'll, we'll give you yes on that. She, she did go to Princeton. And uh, John Legend. I've never heard that one. We'll say no. That yeah. is correct. He did not. I know that Ivy Leaguer. Yeah, yeah. All these are Ivy Leaguer. Yeah, you All see these are Ivy okay. Leaguer. So, so that's the theme here. And your last one, you got to get some Jeremy Lin. Oh, yeah. They still. Yeah, they still. Yeah, yeah. Insanity. Insanity, yeah. yep. They, they love them some. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's the one who uh, brought that, put that uh, that team on the map. Then they go to, they go to Sweet 16. I don't know. I know they went to the tournament. I know they went to the for tournament. For sure. Yeah. I don't know how high, far up they went, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, you did all right. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, extensions are probably what, what got Come you there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm just, what, I, Google, what Google says. If you ask me what the name of that street right down there is, wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how new I am. I have no idea. <laughs> I just know there's a trash truck that yeah. <laughs> broken down up there. That's where you turn. <laughs> It's all good. Hey, so on the way out, uh, something for for our viewers and listeners, uh, just some words of wisdom for my viewers and listeners on the way out. Mm. You know, I <laughs> I, I got a young guy that um, is out here, and I'm kind of mentoring him. He wants to get into the job, mm-hmm. and uh, we were sitting there talking. He's listening to music, and he was listening to today's music. And I yeah. said, I'm gonna go back a few years. So you're the most deaf. He's like, oh, Yasmin Bay. I'm like, same dude, but yes, I call him most <laughs> And he's got a song called Umi Says, and the lyrics from that song just resonate, uh-huh. right? And it's like, if you know you're not perfect, but you can do the best you can every day, somehow the goodness will be recognized, right? right. So I try not to be too ambitious, and I would suggest other people not try to be too ambitious. Stay true to yourself. Give a hundred percent. Expect nothing. Give a hundred percent, and your stuff it'll come to you. So I don't know what that is. Humility, <laughs> patience. I don't know. Yeah, but have yeah. that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Know, know thyself. Pretty much. Yeah. And don't give up on this world that we live in. I think it's if you're a student of history, this has happened multiple times in the past. Everything's cyclical. So. Everything's yeah. on that pendulum. It'll swing back. Yeah. At some point. So. That was kind of out there, but... No, no, that, that was great. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for inviting us here to Thank your you. house here at, uh, at Harvard University Police Department. And yeah. uh, got to, hopefully that came out on camera with the view, but we'll, we'll go out and explore uh, Boston while we're here. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you do. There's some historic stuff. And if you notice, last thing, the streets make no sense mm-hmm. because they used to be cow paths. 
Oh, wow. Running into Harvard Square where they would do all the trading. Okay, so, okay. Little tip. Yeah, I noticed just on the GPS, I had, even on the GPS, I had to miss a few turns. I had to make new turns. Yeah, and I'm like, man, these things come up on you quick. <laughs> I missed the, when we first got in here, I missed the off ramp. Mm -hmm. It took me an hour to get back home. Yeah. Because it took you somewhere. Yep. And next thing you know, Trav, I, and all I wanted was a Big Mac. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the big man. Hopefully you don't eat like that anymore. Chief. No, yeah. no, no. I'm all about the salads now. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, Chief. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Good all luck right. with this, you, man. You got it. You got all it. All right. All right. Wow, that was a great interview with the chief of police out here at Harvard University, Victor Clay. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for allowing us into your house for this great interview, learning about the university, learning about uh, Boston, learning about uh, you and your career. You guys enjoyed this conversation just as much as I did. Make sure you click that like button right down here on my YouTube channel. And uh, like I said, if you listen to me on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you rate the Black and Blue podcast five stars. And uh, hey, till next time, my name is Dale. This is the Black and Blue podcast. You know the phrase, stay black in blue. My name is Dale and I'm out. Peace. Presentation.